We're good to go. Did you press record? We're recording. We're live. Okay. Um, do we want to just play the play the title track and then we'll do the intro and just yeah dig into it? Yeah, we can perfect. Let's uh, let's get it popping. Box. <laughs> Tonight and <laughs> what's in the box, we have a very special guest, Maxi Glamour. Hi. Hello. I'll describe you as an artist who uses a conglomeration of drag, burlesque, and belly dancing, and pole dancing too as well. And uh, you also call yourself the demon queen of polka and baklava, is that correct? Yes, that nice. is correct. <laughs> What type of baklava do you like? Oh, all of it. Um, I think the best baklava I've had was in this Ethiopian restaurant in Brooklyn. It was vegan, and they poured like hot um, coffee over it, and wow. it was it was pretty nice. Um, I love good Lebanese, but like I'm, you know, a baklava savant, so this could be the whole thing. Yeah, well, nice. Yeah, let's <laughs> just go through what, this. Yeah, what's in the box? It's baklava. What's in the baklava? I've had limited exposure to baklava. Maybe I've had the basic, is there a basic kind of baklava? Or like, He's a baklava beginner. Yeah, beginner. I would say not all of them are too different from one another. Like yeah. there's like a good walnut one. My favorite's like a good pistachio baklava. I love with A little bit of lemon and cardamom. Yeah. Um, each culture from the Middle East and North Africa has their own kind of like different take on baklava. And yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made your own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty complicated. It's, yeah, it's pretty complicated. It's intricate, if you will. It's kind of like a king's cake, too. Um, but, like, yeah, I think it's 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 hard. Okay. That's why it's expensive for a little spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hungry now. Can, can, <laughs> no, we, take a, can we take a food break? It's dinner time. I just had, like, so much baklava. I did an event for Nero, and they got me a box, like, this big. And then right before that, I had, like, another box this big. So I was eating, like, a slice of baklava every day for every meal for a while. Oh, nice. Do you put it on your rider for events? Um, no, because I feel like that's, like, too much of, like, a diva move. (laughs) Um, But they have, every time I work with a Pulitzer, they always have um, baklava for me. Um, Yeah, they know. Good. Good. So we start out this podcast, I ask every guest this question. What's your earliest memory? Oh my. Um, <laughs> so it was like, it's kind of dark, but like, I'm kind of a darkest person. Um, it was like when I was two, my great grandpa was on like his deathbed from like emphysema and just yeah. like watching TV. I think there was just like some strong like family connection there and it like mm-hmm. got instilled in my mind. And like, yeah. I think that I don't think I have many more memories before I was two. Mm-hmm. That's pretty early, I feel like. The earliest one we've had. Yeah, that's pretty good. A lot of these earliest memories, because I just I think it's kind of an interesting question that people don't get asked. It always has to. It goes with like fear or anxiety, seems to go um, be the common motif mm-hmm. for that. We haven't had. Have we had a happy one yet? Uh, I think Larry said the zoo. We but I think he was zoo. anxious yeah. about going to the zoo. It's usually the it's usually a traumatic event. I think is our yeah our earliest a lot well, of people's earliest. Being born is traumatic. So. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like I didn't I didn't ask for this. You're going into the light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was doing my research on you, Maxie, 
uh, you would go around the Midwest and follow bands around in your teenage years. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them were kind of emo, post-hardcore. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There was a time. You liked from first to last, right? I loved loved from first to last. Yeah. What's your favorite from first to last song? Um... Or maybe album. That's probably easier because I don't remember the song name. I like Ride the Wings of Pestilence a lot. Yeah. That one's really good. And Note to Self was just like a classic, but I feel like that's kind of too cliche because like it's like the like, biggest hit they had. Yeah. Um, they have a song called Heroin. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the album. That was the album. There's yeah. a song on it that I don't... I thought it was called Heroin. Oops. Well, yeah. It I might perform be. it and I love it. I remember when I was like 15 or 16, I was going through a breakup and I was listening to heroin <laughs> and that's when I realized I'm kind of gothic. Yeah. Uh, but it's like scene isn't like goth. It's like kind of goth. It's yeah. like goth's like mutant cousin. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Goth and scene. Um, it's like goth with green hair. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did you meet Sonny Moore? Uh, yeah. Wow, I'm jealous. It was like when he was in Sunny Sound. So it was like right like after like from first well, when he like left from first to last. Yeah. And then um, he Before was in Scrubs. Sunny Sound. And I met him one time actually prank phone called him when I was 16. <laughs> and someone gave me his number and I was like, let's call Sonny Moore. And he doesn't, I don't think he'll ever know who I am, but yeah. it's happened. <laughs> if you're listening to Sonny Moore. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. That was Maxie. Give us your phone number. We'll give you another call. <laughs> um, I noticed, you know, in the post-hardcore emo scene back then, there was a lot of androgyny. Mm-hmm. And you've said before that you were kind of drawn to that. You got into that scene. Was was it just because, was it the music? Was it the vibes of it? What was the beginning of that like? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's like at an age where like, I don't really want to like fit in with like these like dumb people. There was this like, I remember and like, I think it was 2000 there was this old navy t-shirt with like a truck and everyone in the whole entire school was wearing it and i was like fuck i'm never gonna wear that shirt again (laughs) i don't want to be like any of these people and i was always like weird and like i went to like special hippie camps that were just like don't conform in the world man you gotta like be yourself so i conformed to like the punk culture yeah yeah and you know it, it was just like there were people that were like, oh, it's okay if you're a little feminine. It's okay if you like, if you want to paint your nails and wear eyeliner. Like, yeah. we love all that. And like, we'll like do weird shit. And yeah. like, it was just like the rejects and like that like movement of like counterculture and like subculture that I wanted to be a part of. Like, just kind of evolved into like the scene kid realm. Cause like, it was like after like, you know, punk was dead. Yeah. You know, grunge was like, Nickelback at that point, <laughs> yeah, and oh, I yeah. was just like, "Come on, skinny jean boys with big hair." Yeah, uh-huh. how old are you? Two hundred and thirty. Woo! Yeah. So that was back in the day, then. Yeah. Yes. So that was good. Yeah, I say that that was. I feel like that was our middle school and high school time was the when Nickelback and uh, Creed were all yeah. <laughs> blowing up. That's my brother introduced me to them. They're still there. Yeah, they're still making <laughs> they're music. Still around, yeah. Um, dated Avril Lavigne. Chad Kroger. Oh my God. Did you ever listen to 80s glam rock? Like what? I like like the new romantics and like new wave from the 80s. I yeah. think glam rock was just kind of like, wow. I didn't really yeah. like that. Yeah. But I like like Adam Ant, even though he did kind of do that stuff too. Like the more like, 
sedated people that were like queer, like you know, Noam Chomsky, not Noam Chomsky, Klaus Nomi. Yeah. I do like Noam Chomsky, but he yeah. doesn't make music. <laughs> yeah, he's a philosopher. If if you're wondering, he should rap. He would have oh. s- he would have some good points to say. He'd be a conscious rapper. Him and Kendrick could do probably a pretty good. <laughs> oh, album. that would be that would be fire. Mm-hmm. Like what type of like New Order? Is that too? I think like New, like New Order's New Order. cool. They're like I don't know, kind of more like Lena Lovick or like Nina Hagen. Or like the kind of like more like fucking wild eighties stuff. Cause I might there have was to just do some like, Googles. Yeah, like Oingo Boingo, like by chance. Like, I like that. Like, <laughs> there was some polka influences in the, in a little bit of the beat and how in the time signatures, if you will. I mean, it, polka was the most like famous music for like hundred and thirty years. So like it really yeah. restructured like music. So yeah, I yeah. would say yeah. <laughs> All techno has um, has to think polka. We need more techno polka, I think. Mm. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> it's, uh, polka, polka's had its time, we'll and see. now it's time to move on. No, no, no. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You can love things for its past existence. Yeah, there you go. Everything cycles, so it'll come back. That's true. Probably. Maybe. So you're classically trained in flute? Well, like, I studied flute in school. Okay, like, from okay. Like fifth grade to sixth grade to like high school. So like elementary school, middle school, and high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I learned like the classics. But I don't know if I'm classically trained. I yeah. think I like use that word like. So were you, were you in like the band in, in high school? Yeah, I was in play? symphony. Nice. Do you play other instruments as well? Yeah, I play the bass. I played the bassoon in school and the saxophone. I like wow. the glockenspiel. It's pretty much just like a xylophone, but glockenspiel is just a cool word to say. Yeah, it is. I could never spell that. <laughs> it's it's easy. It's like Glock and Spiel. Spiel is what's S- the Spiel? S P I E L. Yeah, I got oh, it. Okay. German's easier than you think. Do you speak German? Yeah. Oh man, French is your favorite. Favorite? What's your um, favorite? I don't know. I think my favorite would be like ancient Greek because it's just like it's ancient the, Greek. The base, the <laughs> yeah. base of all languages. Well, not all languages, but Western language, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll let that go. Yeah, <laughs> were you a were you a good student? No, you weren't. Well, kind of, but no. But like, I wasn't a very ambivalent student. I was in like special classes, like in elementary school, where we learned like oceanography and like opera and like the stock exchange. Yeah. And then like at the same time, I was just like so rambunctious because I didn't want to fit into the world, so I would just mm-hmm. be like also needing a lot of attention in class. <laughs> Were you known as a disruptor? I was, yes, and the, like, if the teacher wasn't right, I would let them know. Yeah. And, like, I would finish my homework quickly, and so, like, I would just be like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing. Yeah. They kind of they kind of hated it. I was known as um, a clown. You were a class school. clown. You were probably a disruptor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, school was kind of boring. Some of it, yeah. Some, But some was good. Yeah. I liked I liked history. History was good. It depends on the teacher. Yeah. I had a good history teacher, so. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite period of history besides romanticism? Oh, I mean. <laughs> you were around for your two and a half years. Yeah, you guys yeah. know it. Like, I can't, like, say what my favorite is, but what I've experienced. And, like, what I've experienced from being 230 years old. Yeah. When I would say, like, it all sucked. <laughs> <laughs> The best is yet to come. Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm always envious of people that are a lot younger than me because they get to, like, see more of the future than I will. Yeah. Uh-huh. The future 
to quote Motion City soundtrack, the future freaks me oh out. <laughs> Everything is alright. Yes. I saw them at Mississippi Nights. Oh my gosh, those uh, were the days. Yeah. yeah. I saw them at Warp Tour one year, I think. It was good. They put on a good show. Rest in peace, Mississippi Nights. Uh, yeah. When smoking was allowed indoors and you came home smelling like cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to college? Uh, Fuck that shit. Well, like... Did you try it? Yes. And um, I've had, like, you know, life is weird. Whenever you're, like, 18 years old, you're like, oh, I want to go to school to be a sociolinguistic professor. And yeah. then I was like, actually, I'm a club kid that likes to party. So maybe I just want to tour the world and be fabulous. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe I'll just study fashion design. So I just would go to, like, different schools and just, like, I'm changing my degree. And then I was, like, also, like, homeless. So, like, it's hard to do homework when you don't have a home. <laughs> yeah, it's not homework anymore. No, it's just work. Yeah. It's true. When were you homeless? Well, like, I had, like, a large period of my life where I was, like, had unstable housing, and I would just, like, stay at someone's house, like, rent a room, like, yeah. or, like, sleep on the floor, just, like, party, and, like, have a place to crash at. Mm-hmm. Or, and that was, I think it was, like, on and off from, like, 17 until I was like, I want to say like 23 or 24. Okay. Like there were like periods in time where like I rented and I was on the lease and stuff. But yeah. Like, so when you were 18, you connected with your drag mother? Is that when you started to get into the art form of drag? Yeah. My drag mom, one of, um, she wasn't there. I needed one later. Um, yeah. When I first started, I was just like, because I was already in like, I was, like, the scene kid that was, like, on MySpace's Maxi Glamour would, like, go to shows, and, like, everyone was, like, oh, that's Maxi. Yeah. And then, like, I was, like, I want to be a drag queen now. They're yeah. fabulous. Yeah. And so, like, 18, um, February 2009, I was, we'll just pretend that I'm not 230 for a while, just so that matters. You are spiritually. <laughs> I, you're an old soul. Yeah, I'm a very old soul. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was, like... I was just really into the club kid movement of like the late 80s and early 90s. And I was just like, you know, my name comes from that. I need to perform. I'm 18. I can do this. And so I did a competition and lost and kept losing. And then I was like, fuck competitions. Yeah. The club kids and party monster, big influence on you? Definitely big influence. It was just like... Was that what like kicked it off? I think that at that point it was like pretty much like, I don't know. Because like I wanted to be like... Sid Vicious or Johnny Rotten or even like Marilyn Manson and like all of those people are horrible problematic assholes yeah yeah. (laughs) that's kind of what like started it and then like I think the like finding about like the club kick culture like really like helped like put gas into the tank of like what that was so I'm a full disclosure I don't I haven't seen all of Party Monster but I did watch a documentary on the club kids like months ago mm-hmm. new york was the post-war hall what what are we gonna do now where where do we go with the parties because that was was that mid 80s yeah. it was basically all of the 80s and some of the 90s right yeah until whoever killed that person and it all kind of went downhill from there in no sense yeah but like if you look at it there's still like club kids like amanda the poor who was like part of that that's just like just like a queer icon that like every gay person knows who Amanda Lepore is. Yeah. And like she just exists. Or like Kabuki Starshine who did like their makeup or, yeah. you know, like Chloe Savigny who was a club kid who was yes. just like this famous actress. And yeah. so when we say downhill, I think that like it just evolved into like something different, a different yeah. kind of nightlife. 
there's another period after that. It definitely shifted after, who was it who murdered? Michael Alec. Michael Alec. Yeah, okay. he definitely killed somebody. Yeah. But he just died, and so. Hmm. Wasn't he out of j- just got out of jail recently? Yeah, and he just, I guess, hmm, he died. <laughs> he, he was did. like super racist and killed like a person of color so i'm just like yeah i, I idolized him when i was younger but like as i became like more like connected with my own like sense of identity i realized like oh this person's horrible yeah. i feel like all of my mm-hmm. influences are horrible yeah i i learned like a couple years ago like don't have any heroes because they're just gonna just disappoint, disappoint you. you except for dolly parton Ah, dolly every generation can agree that dolly parton's non-problematic yeah yeah a good person, mm-hmm. makes great music, singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's got a, a beef with Dolly. And if anybody does... <laughs> they know where to come. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a call at White Box Studio. You can catch <laughs> these fucking hands. <laughs> for Everyone going to call you. Actually, yeah. I hate Dolly Parton. Yeah. yeah, right. Do you? You dummy. You don't hate Dolly Parton. You hate yourself. <laughs> Would you say burlesque is a big part of your art creation? You started training it with Lola? Yeah. Lola, okay. With Lola. Lola, what's the... Vanilla. Lola, Vanilla. What got you to start training burlesque and doing stuff with her? I think that I found drag to be like... I wanted its drag to be like more like validating of like a nonconformist perspective. And I mm-hmm. think it really like reinforces it because drag queens are doing like Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Madonna, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. The, there's the whole pageant aspect of it too, which is cookie cutter. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to, like, obliterate those rules, and, like, I didn't want to, like, really, like, I feel like it's so pretentious to say I didn't want to conform, but, like, I think that is what it was. I wanted to, like, remain authentic to myself, and I felt like at that point drag wasn't, like, there, and I felt like burlesque was more, like, validating, because it was like, oh, just take off your clothes in, like, a cool way, and, like, work on this character development. It doesn't matter if you, like, look like a girl, per se, or if you're, like, doing it with the way, like, we think should be done, like... If you express yourself and it's like artistic, then like it's valid. Yeah. And so I went in that and like I really got like that external validation that I wanted that drag wasn't giving me. Yeah. That it still really hasn't given. Yeah. You felt like you had a home more in the burlesque than the standard. Because St. Louis drag scene's pretty cookie cutter, standard, pageant like. I think that, you know, like scenes evolve and it's really like I've spent the last 13 years of my life. Yeah. trying to like restructure like drag in the city and it's stuff and like along with others and it's definitely mm-hmm. gone to a different place but yeah. there's still like that control because it's like we're a southern town we're in, like yeah. in the midwest and things move slower here so yeah things come here from the coast and slowly drip in 50 years later <laughs> <laughs> i was wearing hollister before anybody else <laughs> oh my yeah. god i never wore hollister uh, <laughs> oh. No, I'm sure. I slept with a few guys that like left their Hollister shirts in my house, and you would wear yeah. it like the next day, or well, just whenever. It's a after free shirt. I stopped talking to them. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, I got this shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> yeah, you're not just gonna waste it. Yeah, you know? well, if you gotta go to a gas station, you gotta wear a shirt. So yeah. reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah, it's upcycling. It's upcycling your ex. <laughs> That's the only worth they worth. Yeah. I think I'm still I'm still recycling some Hollister. <laughs> yeah. Shirts. You have a Hollister V neck on right now. Yeah, it might no. It's no, not. it's not. It's it's Paxon. <laughs> it's not. It's neither one of those. Yeah. It's unbranded. It, yeah, you made it. I made this. I wove you made it yourself. I wove this. Is that knit though? 
It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. You know, there's no camera on me, so oh, yeah. that's true. We're gonna pretend. He usually does this podcast with his shirt off. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. What's your favorite type of you do a lot of dance in your performances, obviously. Um, what's your favorite type of dance, you would say? Because oh. I've I've seen some of your pole work. I think my favorite type of dance, maybe like lyrical, like I really think that like moving like in, your body to the lyrics is like... Like interpretive kind of? Modern? Yeah. Modern, if you will? Postmodern. 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 We live in a postmodern society. We so. live in a post-postmodern because postmodern was like the 60 night. years ago. <laughs> Are we in post-postmodern? Yeah. I'm just joking. Like, I think that, like... <laughs> oh, I was like, I, I think you might be right. I'm trying to think about it. But, like, when, like, they define, like all decade like all eras are defined post the like the where they are so like yeah. who knows who knows what they're gonna call this one apocalyptic post-apocalyptic the, i, I yeah. call it the disinformation age oh my god but people are smarter now than they were in the 1500s so that's true people have gotten smarter than they've ever been i think people have gotten more misinformed than they've ever been I don't know. People used to take like baths and like radioactive water because that tingling <laughs> feeling they thought would make them feel younger. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> that's <yeah>. true. <laughs> that was like a hundred years ago. You know, let's eat this frozen dinner that's half uh, not food, just yeah. full of preservatives. Cigarettes were good for you. Yeah, cigarettes were good. Yeah. Let's just move on to the presents. The presents. Let's talk about. 20 let's talk about 2019 2019 that's the past it's that's definitely the past 2020 i would give you 2020 2019 is the past. time flies when you're having fun (laughs) so 2019 feels like the relevant the relevant present yeah that was a year i don't even remember it yeah 2020 didn't it it existed but it it was just yeah little did we know yeah was that when you were on dragula yeah i was on dragula in 2019 okay that was interesting. I so I <laughs> I had I've known about you since I moved up to St. Louis. When was it? 2014. When did you start performing? Was it around 2014? 2009. Okay, oh. so when I yeah when I moved up here, I was like, oh, Maxi Glamour. Um, I had watched Dragula before on Netflix, and I was like, oh, you know, it's a cool show. Then I was like, let's get Maxi Glamour on the podcast. And I was like, holy shit, you're on Dragula. Did not know that. Like. You're pretty low key about it, which is great. But what was that experience like? Are you glad you did it? Um, I think I use the word ambivalent so much yeah. when it talks like about things, just to like give like, you know, like a three dimensional perspective. I think that when it comes to my career, it's definitely beneficial. I think to like my mental and personal health, it took a lot out of me, like mm-hmm. from the show and from after the show, because like reality television is like. The reality it's is a like a facade. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a monster. Yeah. And it really like, you know, like being someone who doesn't like want to conform to anything, I was like put on TV to conform to like other people's standards. Yeah. Here's this task. We're going to judge you on it. That's what like, because I know you don't like to be boxed in. And that whole show is like, here's a task. We're going to judge you on it. And it's like, well, this is not what I do. Yeah. And so, but I think I met, like, some of the people on the show I met, like, like, Hollow, like, we've been, like, really good friends and talk yeah. on the phone all the time, and yeah. they're on my new album. Oh. And, you know, I, I, like, I really get to connect with them, and, like, I have fans all over the world now. Like, yeah. people in Brazil are commenting on every post that I post. Come to Brazil! Yeah. So I'm studying Portuguese to make sure that I can happen. There you go. Wow. 
Brazilians, yeah, I love Brazil. They like, I I listen. Have you ever heard of Abra? She's a R and B artist. She's got like a huge following in Brazil, but like she's never been there. Yeah, it's like they're always like, "Come to Brazil." It's kind of become like a meme of <laughs> "Come to Brazil." Yeah, it's it's. I think that Brazil's kind of cut off from the rest of like the world. I think a lot of people when they go on tour, they go to like Europe or like even Mexico, but like Brazil is like so there. But it's like a it's a cultural hotspot with like lots of like finances, and so yeah. Yeah, you should go to Brazil. Yeah, so I'd have thought the Olympics when they that would have opened up the the door for more tourism, but I don't know. No, I think there's also fascism going on in Brazil too. They've yes. got they've got, a, they've got other Bal- issues. Bolsonaro or whatever. They're like killing gay people and destroying the rainforest as well. We need gays and we need the rainforest. You hear me? Yeah. You hear me? Rain gay forest. <laughs> we're gonna get the, we're gonna get a gay army down there and we're gonna defend the rainforest. Mm-hmm. So how lo- how long was was the filming for the for the show? Um, we were, were there, there for six weeks, I think. Six weeks, okay. So you made some friends and enemies. Oh <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I made friends. Who? Wait, wait, who were the enemies? So I think that like it all played out on the show. And we all were supposed to like compete against one another. Right. Like, yeah. We all all like we're cool. Squash the beef. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We stopped eating the beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Went full vegan. You made more friends than people you don't like i know hollow i remember them yeah and like yeah there's a lot i think i had more friends after the show than i did before yeah jumping out of a plane that was that was pretty fun <laughs> that was yeah that was scary but i did it it was like would you do it again i mean i guess i don't know like if they paid you to do it yeah if, if like they paid me and like it was just like is there any intrinsic value for me to become have a better life but i'm doing this sure yeah mm-hmm. it was scary that's the whole fear-based thing, like eating a bowl of spiders. Or yeah, have you seen Deadpool? People die from parachuting. Oh, Deadpool, yeah. the movie. Yeah, they like parachuted and like. Oh yeah, and he got electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt. I, didn't, I haven't seen Deadpool. You haven't seen Deadpool? I don't. I don't it's know. pretty good. It's good. I hear it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. check it out. Um, but yeah, he, a guy skydives into the electrical wires and he gets electrocuted and dies. I saw a clip from The Bachelor where he like took this girl on a date and they parachuted and like his date just like literally just face down <laughs> ate shit on the ground it's yeah it's dangerous yeah people die <laughs> yeah and then the next scene her hair was completely perfect so <laughs> that's, that's, that's reality, reality for TV you, yeah. For yeah. You. yeah yeah well wigs are wonderful yes you can just put a new one on i need a wig that's true i need a wig yeah <laughs> you could use one i don't know what type of i'm thinking like a justin bieber like yeah Something you can swish out of your Wavy. eyes. I mean, you, you just go to Grand Wig. That's like a pussycat wig. Yeah. Oh. Grand Wig? Is mm-hmm. that on Grand? It's on Washington by Grand in like Midtown. Okay. I need a wig. I need a wig bad. Let's get the, can we get a sponsor? Grand, Grand Wig. Yeah, Grand Wig sponsor me. Let's go. Do you get some wigs there? Um, I have yeah. before. I think I go to different places for wigs now. I yeah. order them. Online. Through and the I support local business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't always have what I want, so. It's always good for the first option, at least, you know, local. And then, yeah, and if you need a wig that night or you need lashes or you just want to talk to, like, Korean people who love, like, hair and Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's where to go. Jesus. Always Christian music playing. How great <laughs> is our fro? <laughs> <laughs> our wig is an awesome wig. <laughs> yes that life yeah 
Well, if you need to find Jesus in a wig, go to a, a Korean wig store. Grand wigs. So you've started working on an album. Yeah, I finished it. You fin- It's done. I think. Yeah, it's done. Can you tell us what the name of it is? Yeah, Moderna Lala. <laughs> Moderna Lala. Like Moderna, like just modern and like yeah. many languages and Dada, which is like the anti-art movement from the early 1900s. Yes. Oh, nice. When did you start with the album? Um, the first song I recorded was about three years ago. Okay. And I've been like really remixing them and working like on it. But then last year I was like, I just want to like finish this. Maybe. And then I got like a guitarist and he like helped mix it and he like played guitar on it. And I just like actively worked on it, and yeah, so it's been about three years. You produced all of it yourself. Did you collaborate with anybody? Or? Yeah, I produced it all myself. There's some songs that I collaborated with people, yeah. um, and they helped produce two of them. Okay, that's a lot of work. How many how many tracks are on it? There are, I think, eleven, eleven or thirteen. I wanted it to be odd. Mm-hmm. Odd. Yes, because nice. I'm very odd. Yeah. There you go. I listen to some of uh, the stuff you've been releasing. There's a lot of world. I don't want to put you in a box, Maxi, but Wake th- all. There, there's like a world influence. Like there's all kinds of, you know, I'm getting some like African, like drum pattern type stuff with some like just all kinds of different national like influences. Um, have you been listening to world music or is that just what you make when you start making music? Does it just come out or... I love, like, world music. I just yeah. think that, like, people are stuck to, like, these, like, eco chambers of, like, listening to sounds that are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, expanding the horizons of different cultures. Like, the reason why I like polka music is because it's, like, absurd. Mm-hmm. And, like, really some of those elements transcend, like, like cultural boundaries. Like, you have, like, klezmer, which is, like, Jewish, like, polka. And mm-hmm. then you have like Mexican polka. And then like you have like polkas made by like Chopin, like Rachmaninoff that are really just like classical music. Yeah. And so like when you think about like how music in different cultures are made, you can really just like look and see like how to like deviate from the like same like cyclical patterns that yeah. we're used to and like normal like American contemporary music. Yeah. And so I really try to implement that in my stuff that I do. Wow. That's... That's crazy. So when you started making it, you said it was three years ago. Did you have a set plan for it or doing it as you go? I think it's like you have a plan. You know, like I want to do an album. You know, Moderna Dada is just like something that I just say everything all the time. Moderna Dada, Moderna Dada, Moderna Dada. And like, it's just like my art and like anything I create is Moderna Dada. And I was like, well, that's already a name. Yeah. And so, like, the first song that I made, it, like, one of the first line of it's, like, Welcome to Moderna Dada. And I was, like, whenever I finish my album, this will be the number one song. Mm-hmm. And, or the, the first track on the album. And so I was just, like, well, that's, I already have the first track. I just have to finish it. Yeah. And then so I just increasingly kept working on stuff. And, like, there's songs that I've made in the past that I was just, like, can I add this? Should I add this? Does this fit the theme? Does this, like, do I feel like it completes the story that I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell? And... What does it need? You're doing some spoken word with that? Is that what is that what you would call it? Um, spoken word? Yeah. Do they all have lyrics or is it just... Um, Not all of them have lyrics. Some of it's just like me playing the flute with like drums and bass and like weird like sounds of like animals in the forest. And then like others, it's like, it's like I'm singing or others I'm like doing spoken word. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I'm not like, you know, I'm not like Usher or like The yeah. Weeknd or like yeah. Beyonce. I'm Throw on the auto-tune and... There's auto-tune, like, oh, don't okay. get me wrong. Like, yeah. I want to make sure it stays in C minor, but like... Yeah. <laughs> Is the whole thing in C minor? Yeah. I just love C minor because like, I like, whenever I think of C minor, I know how to play it like every single note in that key mm-hmm. on the flute, on the piano and on the bass. So yeah. I can just like switch easily from it and just like go back and forth. It's room for growth for me to like expand, but it's yeah. just, it's a simple dark key. Yeah, well, I think most most pop music, I think, is in C major, I believe. Oh, D. Don't think, ask me. I think it's C major. Like, if you open up any program. I think they, like, you, change keys. Yeah. I don't it, know. I don't try to, like, follow pop, so I shouldn't mm-hmm. learn that. Sam's favorite. I like a little pop. I like I like everything. I like to keep a nice balance, a portfolio of music, mm-hmm. and experience everything and pop is such a like vague term because it's anything that's popular during the time right it's funny how a lot of like um indie artists are like i'm not pop but they're writing pop music and then like mm-hmm. some pop music artists are making indie music they just don't know it it's like what are genres i feel like indie is so like weird because like when it first came out it's like oh we're not like on like jive or like rca or like any yeah. major like record we're on an indie label and then now it's kind of like you play an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Labels are becoming irrelevant. Yeah. Even though I just, I'm signing to a label. But, what? Well, it's like a small label yeah. um, called Trans Trenders. And it's like for black trans and non-binary like artists. And I was like, they got connects with the Grammys. They like, they're all black yeah. and trans. So mm-hmm. Like I would love to like collab since half the album is like instrumental. It'd be cool mm-hmm. to like have a remix album. Where like people like rap over like yeah. Oh, yeah. playing the flute or something. Yeah, let me know if you need a rapper. I will. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I, I dabble. I dabble just a little bit. <laughs> Let's talk about you're very politically active, which I love. Um, you have an important voice, and I'm glad you express it. When did you kind of start to feel like you had to put your voice out there and tell people how you feel and how things are? I was like, okay, so this is like kind of weird, but I was like really into like theology as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so like when I was eight, I would just read the Bible and read it over and over and over. And like really just study like ethics and morality from a Christian standpoint. And like Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like a pastor um, and I was just really obsessed with like being a good person and like figuring out like what is the way that God wants us to be and like how can we be perfect and how can we like live past sin? And then I was like, maybe I'm Jewish. And then I was just like, oh, maybe I'm a Hare Krishna. And so then I was like, maybe I'm atheist. Maybe I need to like help restructure like politics, which is the new religion to be like more palatable for ethical living. I used to want to be a pastor too, but then I hit puberty and I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a big, uh, oh man, why did I do that? Yeah. You said politics is the new religion and I've I've said that before too. I feel like it's really become the new identifier of a lot of people. Mm, yeah. And I like I think that like religion itself is just kind of like this like, you know, explanation of like why we should be good or why we should like follow rules and like I I, I think that religion is passe. Like as an atheist I think it's like, okay, thanks thanks for doing that dance for rain. Yeah. Um, well, which whatever you do, it's wonderful. Do what you do. Um, yeah. This is just how I feel about it. Yeah. As long as it doesn't 
um, impact how other people live their lives. Yeah, and some of these dancing for reigns or like like people saying that you can't have an abortion or you can't be married because yeah. you're gay. And it's like, oh, just because I believe it, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, at the end of the day, it's just fairy tales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of us know what's going on, really. We're just trying to find our way through it. I've noticed you got involved with the the mayor race, the mayoral Oy, race. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> what would you call that when you do, like, um, you did a thing on Zoom where you asked Bo- uh, Tashara and Kara a bunch of questions, um, trans rights. About a debate? Yeah, that, yeah, a debate. That's yeah. what you call it. Wow. A that's, that's what you got stuck on. <laughs> yeah, words are hard. Those are that's they a rare. Are. Yeah, you did it for a part of an organization. Yeah, and you just reached out to them and like you got you all need to do a debate. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so I'm the executive director of Court, which is like a St. Louis-based organization. Yeah, focused on queer uh, liberation. Um, is that something you started? Court. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what Court's is about um yeah so we're about intersectional queer liberation really Mm -hmm. like promoting like liberation through art and like really empowering artists to be financially stable and to like make the world a more palatable place for queer artists um through like policy reform and so yeah i mean it just started as like i wanted to throw a party but then i was just like you know i want to have like like some substance with it yeah party with a meaning and so we would just, like, have, like, people come in and, like, we would have, like, panels talking about, like, drug abuse in the queer community yeah. or, like, mental health or, like, just, like, blackness and identities and, like, revolution. And so, like, that just kind of evolved. And, like, um, then I, like, Kara, Tashara, like, I knew them personally before the election. I was like, hey, yeah. would you like to do this? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then not everyone was that easy. <laughs> yeah. When did you start Quartz? When did that begin to conceptualize? Uh, 2014. Okay. And yeah, the first show was called Moderna Dada because I have loved that word. Yeah. <laughs> do you have it tattooed on you? Do you have any tattoos? No, I do have tattoos of a lot. You need to celebrate the album release when it comes out and get a mm-hmm. tattoo. You don't have to. I'm just. No, yeah, you know that's <laughs> a great. Like, yeah. The first show that I did at a museum, I called it Moderna Dada. Yeah. The first. And so, like, every first thing I have, like, I want people to know, like, when I'm dead, like, that Moderna was a thing. Yeah. They'll forget. But it's a good <laughs> theme. I know a little bit about Dada mm-hmm. from back in the day. What draws you to that type of art form? I think there's, like, I love absurdism, yeah. like, in its entirety. I think that, like, if you have, like, absurdism, but it comes from, like, an intellectual standpoint, it's, like, super meta, and, like, yeah. it just kind of, like, trolls, like, intellect, because it's just, like, you know, people keep telling me to stop acting like a smartass, but I yeah. act like a dumbass, and they were mad. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> make so up like, your mind. I think absurdism is like that. It's just, like, intellectually, like, being a dumbass to, like, make fun of people that don't want you to be a smart ass and like I I, it's like for me Dada is like you know it's it's the rise of fascism and like these artists combating that Mm because like it was like the the whole entire world is becoming industrialized and everything was like so mechanical and like you know there were still like these like classist structures that were like super super worse than they are now yeah and like anyone that could learn art had to go through like an academic study so like you know, there's like the Salon des Beaux-Arts in France, where it's just like the French, like upper class elite got to create art and got to showcase the art. Yeah. And then there was, 
you know, there was lesser things, but like your art was not recognized as like having any value unless it were like um, super realist and like really like if you, what school did you go to? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Dada was like very, like very anti-institutional and like all of the artists were very much like into absurdism and to like clapping back at the bourgeoisie and yeah. like making like art accessible but also like questioning what is art like there's like Marcel Duchamp who was yeah Duchamp yeah. he was like a drag queen and he created the 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 fountain yeah the fountain and it was like that he didn't do anything he just wrote something on it yeah and it was like this is art and it's like it made people think about what art really yeah, is, what is art? And being in drag, it's like, people are like, oh, it's not what you do is an art. You're not wearing pads. You're not wearing hips. You're not, like, doing female illusion. Yeah. And so it was just, like, kind of my response to, like, that moderna that I was. I, I kind of feel like there's still elements of that now that you're not a legit artist unless you have some type of upper class upbringing or you get sponsored by a type of company. I feel like that's still around. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's slowly getting better? Do you feel like... I, I think with the internet, it's a lot easier to put your art out there, but also to get drowned out as well when you have a corporation throwing money behind all this advertising, all that stuff. I, I feel like that's we're still battling that today. Yeah, I think that I, we do battle that, and it's it's different because it's like, you know education isn't only like for like the upper upper class yeah but at the same time it is you know like to for an artist to create something they need to be like financially stable mm -hmm. to like focus on their art and a lot of artists are from like institutions still like you you know you can see it like oh this person graduated from wash U. oh this person did this mm -hmm. and like you know yeah they're like an intellectual artist that like knows how to work the system and but they also have like they never struggled in society. Yeah. Um, but also I think that everything is more accessible so we can get, you know, the, it's like someone that wants to be me personally from the underground or represent the underground and mm -hmm. exist in that world, like trying to comprehend what the underground really is in a world where like information is so accessible and like people can be so connected. It's like, what is the underground now? Like, so who are these yeah. underground artists? Like you can just put that name on something and it'd be like, they just have a multi-million dollar deal with Apple. Yeah. When do you become not underground? I don't know. Yeah. I want to say, like, I want to say I'll be underground forever, but I'm just like, uh. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, you get, I don't know. It, it's a mix between, like, wanting to be successful and also wanting to keep your integrity. Like, Grace like. Jones, I would feel, is, like, a Grace great Jones. example of that. Yeah. She's been around forever. She's done her own thing. Mm-hmm. She's also been successful, but she's also, um, yeah, as you said, like, she's she's still under, she's underground. Yeah, and yeah. she's not, I think that, like, there's, I don't know, like, and I would say, like, the same with, like, Bjork and, yeah. like, some other people that, like, they can exist in those worlds, but it doesn't, like, consume them. Yeah, like, you need a little bit of that corporate backing, a little bit. I mean, yeah. I've would you say no to it? It depends. Um, if it were like going into my ethics, but like, yeah, I definitely like, I need money. Hire me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, corporate gigs pay the bills for a couple months. Maxi, let's, 
let's talk a little bit about the future. The future. You said it was scary. You said you were scared. Yeah, I'm a, you know, the f you don't know what's going to go on, you know. And so you can just make as many plans and preparations for it as possible. And then watch that go to shit. I think that's what 2020 taught all of us. 2020 taught me to lower my expectations and just be happy with breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, like, the whole world's got breadcrumbs. It's like, I don't know, I've kind of been like, you know, this is tough for everybody. We're, we're all not having a good time. Not everybody, but well, like, <laughs> yeah, you got people flying in PJs and going to the club and all and like that shit. And like billionaires made more money. Yeah, yeah. Some than companies ever. thrived. Yeah, depends what what industry you're in. Jeff, fuck Bezos. you, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. but if you want to sponsor us, we'll take a little bit. But we're also gonna <laughs> donate to some charities. We're gonna yeah. donate it to charities as well. We can put it to good use. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a mixed bag. So what? You're going with the flow more. What type of plans would you maybe consider for the future that may some goals that you would like to accomplish? Well, I want to get my master's. I'm finishing up my undergrad right now. And, um, well, I'm in like the middle of it. I'm trying to like, but anyways, I want to get my master's and maybe like a doctorate one day and just get paid to like show up and like teach about things and like give my perspective. You know, if like Cornel West were like a non-binary demon, kind of along that. Route. I would love to take a class from a non-binary demon, especially in college. Like, wow! So that's what that's like. Thank you for teaching me that perspective. Yeah, like PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> Next slide. Next yeah, slide. they would be Next so slide. cool. Oh my! There's endless possibilities on PowerPoint, but I guess well. Not endless, but you can have a lot of fun with it. What What are you majoring in? Um, well, so I'm taking classes right now focusing on, like, cultural anthropology. I really yeah. want to look into, like, race and gender and how I can, like, implement different structures and institutions to be more palatable for people with marginalized, like, identities. And mm -hmm. just, like, also using my art to be more knowledgeable about this. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. The whole structure and class of societies is kind of what you're is what you're interested in in terms of anthro anthropo anthropology there, there yeah like i love like sociology and like and when it comes to like anthropology it's like studying like cultures and yeah. it's like how people like today like relate to things mm -hmm. um previously i wanted to be a sociolinguistics professor but then i was just like it's too boxed in well there aren't any schools that offer that <laughs> yeah yeah so i got my minor in sociology major in psychology and then i got my master's in counseling oh i don't use any of those degrees <laughs> per se but i definitely learned a lot yeah and those are like cool subjects yeah it's like you're gonna you're gonna go to school and get a liberal arts degree i'm like you're damn right <laughs> i understand the world a little bit better yeah. a lot better i feel like people don't like someone was like why are there so many Blue Lives Matter flags at this like place in South County? And I was just like, well, they don't have sociology as yeah. like a required class in high school. They so don't they... understand other cultures. Yeah. Or have the curiosity. I think a big thing is to have the curiosity and understanding of something that's different than you, you know? 
Yeah, and as we look at the world from, like, an outside perspective, because we all have got, like, lenses on, and, mm-hmm. like, those glasses really, like, help you take off the lens to, yeah. like, look at the world in a more, like, nuanced way. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely helps you understand how other people feel about things. It forces you, or else you get a bad grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had to, yeah. I had to write some papers. I'm like, this is new to me, but, yeah, it, for, it, it forces you to learn and help you understand somebody else's perspective. So you want to continue your education any, and you have quartz. Do you want to expand on that and like make it bigger? What are you, do you have plans for the organization? Well, I think that we're, we're not really trying to expand this more, like really like be more tight knit and be like more intentional with like how we allocate our time and Mm -hmm. like services to make sure that we can be like mutually beneficial for like us that are doing the work and the community that we're supposed to serve so that we're not overextending ourselves at points and like making sure that we can do the work needed in a more concise way yeah so expanding and like as formed like yes but in the immediate future i think that's not the goal yeah i don't know if that makes sense but i'm growing intrinsically rather than externally yes yeah okay beautiful um, any plans for more music? Um, yeah, there'll be more music. I have more stuff that I haven't put on my album, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I know I'm stupid to like plan like a remix album before the album even <laughs> launches, but like I'm like planning a remix album. It sounds so fun though, you know? Yeah, because it's so open ended. Like, there's like half of these songs have no words on it, and like half of it like just needs like something else, like a club mix. Yeah. The record label says that we should do a club mix too, and I'm like, okay. At least one of them, one club mix. I want to like have music, like maybe like, I think club mixes are cool, and it's not gonna come from like I have to like get into it because I think that like a lot of like queer music is just like dance music. Yeah. And I wanted to be like fucking like you're tripping balls and like sit in the corner like listening to like these weird sounds, and like inspired to like do that like self-work <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think in the club music like it can happen but like club music is supposed to be like vapid and like easily digestible you got like club music like drum and bass it's a little bit more underground and a little bit more darker yeah i've been to raves and they like talked about serious shit in the songs yeah yeah um i got a friend that's a big drum and bass and it's like this is underground club music this is like what vampires would dance to. Yes. Whatever vampires would dance to, that's what I like. Vampires on Acid. Yeah. Vampires on Acid album. That's my next album, Vampires on Acid. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you need a feature. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drop it first. Keep plugging. Keep plugging. Yeah. I just wanted to get Maxi on here. So <laughs> hey, if you need yeah. if you need a rapper on the album, just say I'm Do just you really rap? Yeah, really. Yeah. I'll show you I'll show you something after okay. this. Because I I make some stuff too, but what, that, this isn't this isn't about me. This isn't about this you. isn't about me. Anything else, like personally, for the future, besides like education, music, um, performance. I can't wait to watch you perform live oh once that's once that's legal. I'm so ready. Like I'm like my album's gonna come out in May. It was supposed to be an, an out in April, but the. The label is just like let's let's push it back a little bit. Uh, well, and that's what that's like, what they're good at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that's gonna be right before Pride, and I'm opening up my bookings for like in-person things. I'm doing this like bondage club, 
in like the middle of Missouri. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> but it sounds fun. It does. Bon- like bondage club, like um, performance. It's like a fetish night at like a gay club, okay. and okay. so like, yeah. I don't really know what to expect, except for a check. But there's nothing. (laughs) No, like I don't know. Like I'm afraid. I'm like kind of afraid of rural Missouri because like yeah, no, it's racist and homophobic. Yeah, I'm from I'm from it, so I know what it's like. Yeah, it's like (laughs) okay, am I gonna get hung while I'm performing? If so, like it's like ten times like the rate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna need a bigger check. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, get a bigger check at least. Yeah. It's just like how weird can it get, but I, I'm really excited to do it. Like I'm really excited to get back on stage and just yeah. like do things. I did a sh- I did a gig in like Houston, and during the pandemic, it's the only gig I did. Yeah, and I went to LA too, but I didn't perform. But like, like some photo shoots and stuff there. Yes, yeah. but in Houston, it was just like I was just like I'm performing again. I'm like. I like like sang one of my songs on the album that I haven't released, and mm-hmm. it's like I like pour like ice down my pants and like touch myself while I was singing. And I was yeah. just like, "Oh my god, I'm back! I've missed this." <laughs> yeah, this is what I needed. I can't feel my balls, but this is <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, it's a good type of pain. I don't know when we'll get back to performing again, but I mean. I'm going to be fully vaccinated and I'm going to be wearing a mask and yeah. like I can just encourage people to be as safe as possible at yeah. some point I'm just going to be like I can't survive on this income yeah 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 right. it's tough it's crazy Missouri's so lax they don't even care yeah oh no yeah it's some places it doesn't even exist around Missouri yeah mm-hmm. that COVID vaccine <laughs> yeah that Bill Gates microchip I don't, yeah. not in my veins it better Tell open them. up my car door yeah. <laughs> open my Uber with a wave of a hand yeah, yeah. right Let, well let's get into the mystery box it's our mm-hmm. random questionnaire let's play the mystery box theme song oh no mystery box mystery box what's inside the mystery box I'm gonna open it. We're in the mystery box. That was a good song. Welcome. Welcome, Maxie. First question. What's your favorite word? Modernada. <laughs> you knew that he didn't even have to ask that. Yeah, I'm sorry I even asked that. Yeah. I'll try better than this next one. <laughs> or baklava. Oh, yeah. yeah. What sound noise do you love? Sound or noise do you love? <laughs> Love I that. love a yodel. Yeah. A good yodel. Wow. Can I sample that? Can yeah. We, yeah. If you can we can <laughs> actually Sam's gonna use that. Bonds, yeah. Can I? I'm gonna I'll mark, I'll mark it for Just you. credit me. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. give you credit, and I'll, I'll give you like feature ten, ten or twenty percent off the ten dollars. I, I just want to <laughs> say go. that yodeling kid at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. White people are like so like lucky because they can do the least and get the most credit. Yeah. <laughs> he's a yeah. He's a multi-millionaire he's, now he's a fucking plant off of that he's and a he plant. just does like oh hey like listen mm-hmm. he's a plant yeah he's robber plant <laughs> <laughs> walmart let's get maxi glamour that's the gin uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna walmart if you're listening to this we're gonna get maxi glamour no 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 walmart like they profit off slave labor don't give me i don't want them yeah <laughs> They're very problematic in all things, but... We go there still. (laughs) 
I don't. I go to Target. It's like a little bit less evil. <laughs> it's like you know, they're just at least they have a pride thing. You know, yeah. Like, this is like totally off subject, but like people complain sometimes about corporations like having rainbows during pride but mm-hmm. it's just like look at all those people that would never like walmart would never put like a gay section up for pride yeah um, that's true shout out to target yeah kind of barely all right next question <laughs> number three number three if you could live anywhere else in the world where would it be i can't live in st louis yeah no st louis oh would that be your top choice though no, <laughs> happy in St. Louis. I think the thing about St. Louis is that like you've got your work set aside for you. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy in St. Louis. I feel like that was horrible. I love you, St. Louis. Yeah. Um, Paris, probably. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Paris? No, that's why I want to live there. It's... But they're racist, so probably LA. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. LA is so fun. Like, and it's like New York, but like New York's too fast sometimes, and like people are mean, like. LA, everyone's stoned, and you got a better fashion district. Slower, yeah. LA's fun. I when I first went, I was like, I don't like this place. I like New York better, but I I got used to it. New it, York is fun. New York's just yeah, it's like a different planet. There's not as good plants though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You don't have any palm trees in New York. I don't really like palm trees though. So. And okay. palm, like all the like tropical, like subtropical plants in like yeah. California are like immaculate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like a good pine tree. Or... I, I almost like... wanted to move to Oslo, Norway. Norway would be cool. Cold. Yeah. Very but, white. Very white, but like they're socialists, so yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll get along. They'll take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Norwegian doesn't have any verb conjugations. Everything's the same. Oh. What? So, like, no conjugations for different nouns. It's every verb's the same verb? Mm-hmm. So, like, you have, like, the infinitive form, like, yeah. like to do something, mm-hmm. like, but then, like, jeghar, duhar, ehar, you know, like. Okay. The way you conjugate it is the same for every different, like, pronoun. Hmm. That's nice. We love you, Norway. Thank Shout you. Out Shout Norway. out Norway. Shout out to Norway. All, all of our Norway <laughs> listeners. Yeah. All, none of you. I'm excited to ask you this one because I've asked this question to other guests and they're like, I don't know. I'm like, Max, you will know. The Number, pressure. pressure's on. There's no pressure. Number four, who's your favorite person in history? My favorite person in history? Like, a vault. Maybe like John Keats or like Angela Davis. One of those two. Who was the first one? John Keats was like a romantic like writer from 18 early 1800s Europe who was just like an anti-bourgeoisie like romantic that like was obsessed with like love and death and like fairy tales. I'm learning so much. I can't wait to like <laughs> go through this and like just start googling stuff and like what 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 all this knowledge being dropped. All this useless information. Well, <laughs> I love useless information. I can Tell you some random shit. Number five, what do you value most in a friend? Mutual support. Like I want to like want to support you and I want to feel like you want to support me. Yeah. Understanding, consistency. Yeah. Those things. Consistency is huge. Cause I've had some inconsistent friends yeah. where it's like, yeah. I just oh, yeah. gave you eighty percent of my everything and like you did not yeah. do nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. I'll feed the same. Yep. 
Number six. Who is your favorite painter? Uh, Max Ernst. Okay. He's a surrealist. Mm-hmm. Like, in Cement de Bonté, his, like, book is just, like, it's not painting, it's etchings, but with ink. But it's just, like, the most beautiful thing ever. And, yeah. like, oh, German expressionism is, like, great, especially from queer artists. Yeah. The colors. The vibrancy. Yeah, it's the vibrancy. Number seven, what is your favorite bird? Maybe, like, a Quetzal, because it's, like, a cool name. Or, like, no, like, a condor. A condor. Because they're just, like, fucking awesome. Or a pterodactyl. Yeah. Ah, yeah, nice. Okay. I got three because nothing can be like favorite so hard. I hate superlatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I want to be like Barbie and just do all of it. Like I just want to be yeah. like I'm qualified and confident. Let me just do whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like anything. Okay. I want to be able to do An anything. An astronaut. Mm-hmm. I mean like <laughs> maybe not that because like I'll go into space, but like I don't need like. I don't know those like equations to do that math. Yeah, I hate math. <laughs> Sucks. I like math rock. Math rock's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I like a little math rock. There's no parabolas there. Yeah. Number nine, if you're reincarnated as some other plant or animal, what would it be? Probably squirrel. Because really? then I would like die and come back as another squirrel, then die and come back as another squirrel like a couple times, and then just be like a, in a cycle of being a squirrel. Cycle of squirrel lives. What is it about a squirrel that draws you to wanting to be one? I think they're underappreciated and they're like in every like different climate and yeah. like the way that they are like rats but cute and yeah. they're so mischievous and they got great tails. They have wonderful mm-hmm. tails. Yeah. They ate all my vegetables in my garden, my COVID garden. Yeah. But that's, I'll forgive them. You were growing COVID? No, I, I, I still. <laughs> COVID, car- COVID yeah. carrots. Yeah, that's where I was. Uh, I was like patient zero. Yeah. Uh, no, I was. I got. I was stuck at home for the the first month, so I decided to start a garden and had some success. And then the squirrels got to it. Yeah. And wiped it clean. It was a squirrel gang. Yeah, but that's fine. I fed them. Gang, they, gang, gang, gang. At least somebody, somebody got it. Yeah. If somebody. you're a squirrel, you would have had a great meal. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Yeah. So that could have been. Do they tip at least? They didn't tip. That's mm. fine. There's there's some good squirrels. Yeah. Number ten, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would like for him to explain how he let evangelical Christians be so corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's what I want to hear. I'd be like, listen. Where were you on that one? Yeah. What you, you you know they believe in this divine intervention. You didn't intervene. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a good point. If I'm gonna be here, we need to get things straight. Yeah, um, yeah, listen, God, we gotta yeah. talk about the Crusades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crusades a little fucked up, but yeah. what was that all about? Well, that's it. Thanks for the mystery yeah. box uh, answers. Thanks for coming. I had a good time and learned a lot. Yeah, a shit ton. Oh my, I'm um, so nervous still, and I don't even have more questions. Yeah, we made it. You did great. Everybody, check out Maxi Glamour IG. Yeah, you have anything to plug? Oh yeah, new album. I have. You all, you need to check out. I'm doing this giant art installation piece where we like focus on like trauma okay. and we go through like authoritarian governments or like our obsession with God and like sexual assault and like the duality of nature. And I might call it Moderna, but it might be something else. Okay. But it's going to be out this summer. So like I want people to check that out. Where's that going to be at? South St. Louis. South okay. St. Louis. 
I can't say too much, but we're working on like some the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. I think. Oh, nice. I don't know. Well, that's nice. something I look forward so to. Supplier lives suck, but yeah, that's what you need to check out. So yeah, keep right. an eye out and follow Maxi f- to get those details. Yeah, mm-hmm. and go to maxiglamour.com because I bought the domain, so you might as well go check it out. Yeah, that's Perfect. how I reached out to you. It was, yeah, it's very easy, very nice. All right. Thanks again, Maxi. Thank you. Thanks for having me.